0: Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One loved Kevin Smith, one or more's golden eye. (laughs) Mike's the level-headed baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. And can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening, so why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting, to Grammy songwriting, to Burning Man flames, to firefighter video games, and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yeah. Yes. You heard it first here. Sure did. Tian Buku1 aka Mr.
1: Generous. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me as always is the ever-so-handsome Mike Hampton. Mike, what's up?
2: I'm just over here being ever-so-handsome.
1: As you always are, my friend, as you always are. It's good to have you back. Uh, last last week, Ha Young took over for you, the intern. How did that feel?
2: I felt great. Did you I hear the episode a, I took, yet? I took, I took some personal time.
1: No, well, I said you took time to study for GDC.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, I was studying for GDC.
1: <laughs> there you go. Which I'm currently at, so you know. I don't know if you can see Mike, but I got the beautiful GDC behind me. <laughs> I see a
2: big, I see part of it. Yes.
1: Yes, I knew you were gonna. I know you were going with that. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, well, I don't know if you could see, but I have our new uh, Uncle Dad Talks uh, banner behind me.
1: I do I do? Yes, I'm very excited to to have that, and yeah. it's beautiful. You look beautiful in it, and you look like ever so cute. And how many other things can I say?
2: <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> you said too much.
1: I can say more no, um it's don't. just nice no. i missed the i missed this uh banter it's been a while so sir uh today's guest is a special one uh it's a returning guest uh probably our first real returning guest in a long time i think but before we get into that let's talk about our sponsor real quick our sponsor is riverside.fm riverside riverside.fm is what we use to connect each other right now like right now i'm in gdc mike is at home and the way we connect is using this amazing software, in-browser software, easy to use. Anybody can use it. You can record, invite anybody. You can invite audience. You can be a producer on it. You can do everything you can on Zoom, but 10 times better, better sound quality, better control, easier to use, easier to use. Now, you can save 10 bucks off by using promo code Uncle Dad. It's lowercase or uh, uppercase doesn't matter. Uncle Dad, one word, and you'll get 10 bucks off your first month. Now, Mike, tell them to sign up for it.
2: You must sign up for it.
1: Because supporting the sponsors supports the show.
2: And everyone supports each other, and that's what we're here to do.
1: Okay, absolutely. Now, Mike, go ahead and talk about our uh, guest real quick.
2: Yeah, well, we like you mentioned, uh, we've had him on before, really early in our Uncle Dad run. And um, he was one of our first really big guests. Uh, he's, it's Keith Knight, the, uh, the famous cartoonist slash co-creator of hit series Woke. And we're having him back on because Woke season two is about to uh, premiere. So we're, I reached out to him and we're super stoked to, to have him on. Yeah,
1: as the young kids say, it's about to pop off.
2: <laughs> is that what the young kids say?
1: Yeah, it's about to be popping off. Oh
2: <laughs> man, all right. are uh,
1: right. Yeah, I'm hanging out with too many young people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's popping. It's popping, it's popping off. <clears throat> yeah, I'm very excited to have him back. I was a big fan of the show. Uh, I just, I want to give everybody a, a little quick um, advisory. I won't be on this episode too much. Uh, it is kind of loud out here in GDC, so Mike's going to kind of run the show. Uh, I will chime in here and there, but for the most part, Mike will be the man talking, uh, which is cool because he missed last week. So you can do more of the work this week. Yeah. We
2: really <laughs> don't, you never really have a real day off, right? Because, because when you do, you come back, there's always more work.
1: <sighs> You're telling <to> me. Tackle, <laughs> right? I know you know that for sure. You know that. That's, yeah um, yeah it's uh, it's been a fun time it's been it's been interesting the past few days so yes uh, but we'll dive into that next week uh, sir we'll be right back and we'll have the one and only keith knight <music> uncle dad here again we are back mike with our guest uh mike i'm very excited to have this guest here the uh, the even more handsome keith knight oh
2: oh wow he's taking a He's taking away my handsome accolades and, and giving them to you, Keith.
3: Oh, man. You- um, he knows that. Well, that's what a great producer does, right? He, de-
1: des- he deserves them, uh, you no know?
3: softens, the,
1: right.
3: <laughs> softens up the guest. So, he, uh, so he- um, oh, you know what? I have an air thing going right now. Do you mind if we restart? Because I have this air thing going, and you're probably uh-oh,
1: hearing uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Is that okay? I, no, it's fine. I think it's fine. It's fine. We have an editor. It's fine.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, so I can get up and turn it off.
1: I'm sorry. Can you I can, turn it yeah. off? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. you what? <laughs> so you're, such a,
2: you're such a good softener. I think that's one of your best traits. Is, I'm so sorry. Good... I was like...
3: I kept on saying I'm going to turn <laughs> that off when when I'm about to get on here, and
2: now I, I do hear the difference now. Yeah, I do too. Okay. okay, good call, Keith. Thank you. But, but, all right.
3: but so actually, this is to start over. Oh, okay, but I'll so tell we, you this. Yeah, make it easy In for, the background, you're okay. going to hear my kids. My kids are baking. All good. The, we're watching the British baking show, so now they're baking all the time. So you're going to hear like kids screaming and crash, like stuff pots crashing. Just so you know. All
1: right. It's all good. It adds to the experience.
2: You know what? I think we leave all that in there because this is the sound of a real life cartoonist turned cope TV show
1: creator, producer. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's all all part of
1: it. Just take out uh, that I'm a good softener.
2: (laughs) Keith, I was just telling Uncle Dad that he's a great softener.
3: All right, we're what, what, joking, is what is that? Is, that's like that's like a fluffer, right? and, and porno, right? Here,
1: exactly. It's very similar. I'm at right? a conference right now, laughing my ass off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's
2: the same thing, only different. <laughs> um See, and this is why, Keith, you're great because you know you you've been writing cartoons and funny strips, you know, for a long time. You can roll with it. I, I love it. Um, you know, and. You've also won a handful of awards. You've won, you know, your, your, your Glyph Comic Award, Harvey Award, Inkpot Pot Award, and you've also won a new award, which uh, is the Salem State University Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Leadership Award for your uh-huh. outstanding significant contributions to the causes of justice, peace, and equality. Let's, let's let's soak that in for a second. Let's let that sit. <laughs> yes. How how was that? Um is this one of your my, favorite personal accomplishments?
3: Uh anything that gets my twin sister calling me up and angry is is an accomplishment. it's a very special accomplishment yeah uh, accomplishment. My twin sister's like, I can't believe you won this. And uh and uh and the great thing is I'm speaking at the commencement for my school this May. Finally in person. It's been it's been uh, delayed for two years because of COVID. And she found out they're giving me an honorary doctorate. So I was like, you know, after that you have to call me Doctor Doctor Knight.
1: <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, I
3: can't believe it! I can't believe it! You're I'm the smart one in the family. <laughs> You're getting a, all this stuff. Um, No, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, uh, and really cool. And, um, you know, (laughs) I, I, I'm sure it's the generic thing to say, but it, it's, it's just a, a, a nice extra thing that you get just for doing stuff that you're passionate about and that you love. And so, you know, that's the most important thing yeah you know, that's it
2: yeah yeah other than b- being able to have ca- people call you Dr. Knight yes, it is uh, so you'll be doing a, a speech at the university is this is where you graduated from Is this your first time speaking at your alma mater? Uh,
3: I, I spoke I think at I spoke in art classes once um, so you know I spoke to <laughs> about 12 very stoned individuals so this, this would be my first time speaking (laughs) to thousands of stoned individuals (laughs) instead of just a dozen so um but I'm excited because uh a lot of the people I went to school with are are coming out um the mayor of Salem will probably come out because she graduated in my my same class and we've, we've you know spoken back and forth over the years and and my you know my whole family's coming in from all over the place so I got my sister flying in from, from Portugal and, and my mom and and my twin sister coming up. And, um, so it's, it's, and this is my first opportunity to bring my kids back to where I grew up. And, um, my, my oldest was back there when he was really, really young, but he doesn't remember, but this will be my first time. Like, just let's go to a Red Sox game. Let's go get lobster rolls let's hit the beach and and you know it's not it's not hit the beach and and enjoy ourselves like we're in uh southern california it's like hit the beach and maybe we'll see a couple of uh morons get into a fight or something because that's that's revere beach Mm -hmm. for you um but it's it's gonna be great like uh going to Fanuel hall where i i drew caricatures the caricature cart is still there and so I, I, it's just gonna be fun taking taking them back to where where it all started, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I'm I'm really excited and proud of you, man. Like I've I've seen you do so many things over the years with with you know with your art being the the catapult to get you there, and and that's a really awesome accomplishment. So good for you. You're also gonna be speaking of speaking. <laughs> you're gonna be speaking soon at I think it's called collage in uh in la you're doing another talk there
3: yeah san pedro uh just right outside of long beach um i'm gonna do a talk about about my work uh with social activism but also uh, obviously on on the show uh and the new season that's going to be opening dropping like a week later so exciting Are you going to be, are you going to do WonderCon in Anaheim? Because that's why I'm in town. That's why I set up that show. Uh, We're going to be doing a panel there and doing a sneak preview of uh, the episode one of season two. And I was, I was wondering, are you going to be down there? Are you doing WonderCon?
2: I am not doing WonderCon this year. No. This is uh, probably the first time in a really long time that I won't be there. So unfortunately not but i i was going to to talk to you about WonderCon, so it sounds like you're going to be there are you going to have a booth there as well
3: uh i'll be in artist alley um i i wasn't i i just sent an email to them and i was just like hey man like you know we're doing this panel and and doing a sneak preview is there any possible way i could get a table like just you know you can put me in the corner somewhere you know set up a set up something and uh, it was really nice rod who uh, runs uh, I guess the the booths and stuff he was really excited he was like oh man yeah like we'll we'll hook you up um it, it's it's nice to um it, it, it's it, it's weird because the show came out when the pandemic was going on so I've never been able to uh I don't even know like, See if this, sh- if my uh, if my show has <laughs> helped me any, and as far as cartooning goes, will people like be like, oh, you're the guy, you know? It's it, This is gonna be my first time actually seeing. Oh, okay. Has has my uh, I don't know. Will I be busier at cons? That that's the question that will be answered here. So I'm kind of excited about that.
2: Yeah, I remember when we talked last time, which was like right in the kind of thick of the beginning-ish of the, of the pandemic, whatever that means. And um, yeah, we were wondering, I was wondering how it would be for you to be at a table post the show coming out. And so, yeah, not, well, I won't be there to see, so you'll have to report, report to me. But um, I'm, I, now that we're on the subject, are you, you also planning to be at, at San Diego um, in July, um, I,
3: I, I'm not quite sure cause we're trying to figure out, um, when we're going to go back to, um, my, you know, my wife's from Germany and so we've been trying to get over to Germany. Um, and usually we go around that time. So, um, it's just a matter of whether we get tickets, uh, at a decent price, um, back to Germany. And we usually go for. Sometimes we will go for a month. Sometimes we we'll go for ten days. Uh, so it's it's a matter of that. But I do have a speaking gig on the twenty first, and I think, I think that's right around when when San Diego is. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to do it. But uh, right now it's it's just WonderCon, and then I'm booked for SPX in the, in the fall, in Bethesda, Maryland, and then CXC. Um, which is the Columbus, Ohio uh, convention. Uh, I'm going to be a guest there. And that's 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 a good one because it mixes in sort of the academia of comics uh, w- and with all these really cool presentations. And then um, it has like a convention aspect to it too.
2: Interesting. So, yeah, that's one of the things I think about you that's different from a lot of other cartoonists or artists that I know is, a big part of your career and, and your and, and what you represent what you do is is you, you do a lot of speaking um, on social issues. And is that something that you I don't know I don't know that you like foresaw like here, this is what I'm going to do, but it's kind of something that, that's almost just as big as the cartooning part for your career, right? Is like speaking on social issues and equality and those sort of things.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it totally, <laughs> it, it, it almost came out of desperation, really, because I was like, well, you know, this, this cartooning stuff doesn't pay that well. And you could see the writing on the wall. Like, I had always, I, I needed to be a newspaper cartoonist because having that deadline, having that forced deadline was what made me produce as much as I did. So if, if I just if, if I was just left to create a comic book, um, every once in a while, I'd never get anything done. But having editors to answer to is a huge thing. And so uh, that was great. But the money was not and you could see it being this ever diminishing thing. So I was like, how can I get my cartoons in front of people? that don't read the newspaper. And that's like anybody under 50 and anyone under 40, how do I get in front of them? So um, I I figured I, I've seen some of these you know, speakers speak on stuff. And a lot of times that it, it's kind of boring when it's just somebody who is just standing up there talking and they're not doing anything interesting visually. so I was like, why don't I try to do something that incorporates my cartoons and I can talk on these subjects more. Um, and so it was something I, I, I just took a, a a gamble on and it really paid off and um, and I just continued to sort of learn from the mistakes I made. you know, some of my earliest slideshows were such a downer. <laughs> Like <laughs> that like halfway through, I think there was <laughs> one, one slideshow I was doing, where I was just, I was just showing like, people who were killed by police. And it was just like this long, just sad. And halfway through, I was like, Oh, man, like, I'm becoming, <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is such a downer. Um, I realize, realize I have to put in much more humor. And so so now it's, you know, the whole, the way I work is make him laugh, make them laugh, punch him in the face, make him laugh, make him laugh, make them laugh, punch him in the face. <laughs> that's, that's really the way to do it. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's become, it's become huge. I make, I, you know, it, it, it everything stems from the cartoons. So when people tell me, oh, you're a TV producer and TV writer, oh, you're a lecturer yeah but it's all based in in it It was all born of the cartoons like i will always continue to create the cartoons um because it is to me it's it's the ultimate diy media it's it's the ultimate medium to just create again it's i've said this before it's a budget of a dollar fifty you have a marker you have a piece of paper and you can create anything you want and and it just so happens that the things that I've created have become this TV show, which has been amazing and has created this career for me, that has been amazing. So um, super mm-hmm. super excited and and I thank I thank comics for that.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's it's awesome that that was the you know that was just the way the path went, and that's also kind of the the same formula that. You guys use in in the show woke is you know there's there's the message so to speak the message or there's the humor the humor and then you throw in the like a, a message you know and i hate just using the word message because it kind of de- not to demean what the the message actually is but too much of, of you have to put the humor in there so that it kind of is easier to to land with with people right
3: yeah yeah and yeah, and th- I'm glad you, you recognize that because uh, I, I think that the T- the TV show does a really good job at sort of capturing the essence of my comics and using humor to sort of deliver these messages, uh, make them go down a little bit better. And um, so it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, did you have a chance to, to check out the trailer?
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to get to that in a sec. Um, and, but, uh, but before I do just, just, a, I I mean, I guess this is perfect timing. So in season one, you know, we kind of see, uh, the Keith character kind of come out of his sort of absent-minded cartoonist, if you will, um, ways of, of writing c- cartoons into this, like, you know, into his quote unquote woke part of his life where, you know, he's trying to have a deeper meaning with his art. um, and so there is a trailer. So those of you out there who haven't seen the trailer, look up "Woke Season Two Trailer." What uh, you know? Where does season two take take us on the journey?
3: Well, um, it it really expands in the sense that uh, it, it's it's a year later. He is, you know. Uh, heavily involved in activism and he's been doing his cartoons and and really making um, making a name for himself locally and um, and it's sort of that post George Floyd moment where companies start to go okay how can we capitalize off this how can we brand this thing and so it really it really tackles that aspect of it, is the commercialization of it all. And, um, you know, we wanted to sort of look at the theme of, okay, you know, I've I've often called my character the Charlie Brown of activism. You know, he tries to do the right thing and uh, just screws up along the way. So we were asking, okay, so what happens when Charlie Brown becomes the most popular kid in school, you know? and sort of the foibles and foolishness that come, uh, with that. So we, we have a lot of fun with, uh, uh, the characters rise and, (laughs) and and fall tripping and falling. And, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, really, that's how it is in real life too, right? Like it's, I mean, I guess some people maybe have, just a straight rise going up the mountain, but for most of us, there's peaks and valleys going up, you know, our ladder, uh, the climb for us. And um, and so it still takes place in, you know, in the trailer, that there's shots of San Francisco, and it, so it still takes place in the Bay Area. And um, I saw, you know, I was reading a little bit about it, and I saw that one of the things that you guys address in the show is the homelessness. In San Francisco and that's something that we talk about uncle dad and I with a uh, different guests on the show because you know we live here in the Bay Area how you know unless you live here you probably don't know how bad the homeless in homelessness is in San Francisco and so you guys touch on that I, I saw
3: yeah that's it's, it's one of those things that is you know it's not unique to San Francisco but in San Francisco, it really sort of is one of the problems that for as long as I can remember, and as long as I had lived there, um, there were just people just in in institutions trying to address the problem and, and just not making much progress. And um, so it was just important for us to to sort of examine that and, um, and just show that uh, nowadays, I mean, the way San Francisco is it's either, uh, you you're loaded, you're rich or, or you're on the streets. Um, at least when I was there, you could still, you know, have 35 roommates, but, uh, you could still exist in San Francisco. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy. And listen, we're not, we don't have the answer Uh, again. All we do is try to get people to ask questions and, um, and hopefully have fun along the way while, while we, while we address this stuff. But, um, if we can get people asking questions and talking about it, then, and, and, and again, laughing, then we're doing our job.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, most people, you know, a lot of people don't, don't know that. And so, you know, raising awareness is a huge part of it. And I think one of the things that you said to, to us on the first time we had you on was you kind of can't have a TV show called woke without kind of making fun of being woke. And so having the humor in there, you know, it softens the blow, but it's also like, you have to kind of laugh at how ridiculous it all is, and it's, you know, because it is ridiculous that it's one of the most expensive places to live in the United States, if not the most expensive, and you know, you, you walk out of a, out of the, a brand new condo building that I don't even know how much the rent's going to cost you, and you're stepping in human feces <laughs> right out the front door. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's sad, but there is some comedy in that. Right.
3: Yeah. It's crazy, especially with like all the, all the restaurants right now too, with all the, the tables on the streets. Like last time I was there, I just remember seeing just people camped up right up against these little parklets while people were eating fancy food and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's. Extremely sad, and um, and the irony of it all is just sort of crazy. But um, yeah, it's interesting how woke has become sort of a pejorative now uh, since the last time we talked. And so you know, I, I, people use it the way they the way politically correct uh, was used, which is like, oh, you know, now we're gonna be politically correct, and now it's like,
0: no, we're gonna be woke. You know, all these woke, uh, you
3: know, just. Uh, it's just really funny to hear people, uh, whine about that stuff. It's like, Oh, okay. Now we gotta care about stuff. Um, and just everything has always existed, you know, carry, you know, <laughs> minding people. I, I think a lot of people just don't like the idea of, um, of truly getting called on their stuff and having consequences. I think i think for a long time a lot of people didn't have consequences and, um uh of doing stuff and so these days there are more consequences i think i think marginal, marginalized groups and people have more have a little more say than they once did which is is actually good it's progress
2: oh yeah absolutely i mean that you know there's this whole term of now the woke police right like if you call people out on their on their shit for for being disrespectful or unaware of, of how their their actions are affecting other people and they don't like it they're going to call you you know you the woke police or this is you know whatever cancel culture and and um yeah i don't know like it, i think it's great that that now there is this movement to kind of call people out and, and, and stop letting things be okay, that are, that are not okay. Um, It'll be interesting, I think, Keith, to see how, because when, when the first episode came out, a lot of things had just had happened and people were really behind, you know, the, I don't want to say the woke movement, um, but people were really behind it. And, um, I don't know, it almost feels like now there's, there's that, that scale that always comes out where you have one extreme side and the other extreme side starts to show its head to where there's a lot of people who are, like, using that term. Oh, you this is the woke police coming in here to tell me something. Have, have you thought about, like, how that might be different this, this time? Because it's, what, almost two years since the first season?
3: Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people ask, well, do you regret calling your show Woke? And um, we don't because it's like we we had talked about doing a a different name and we even hired a company to do some research and find another name. But ultimately, we spent a lot of money on them coming back to us and saying, honestly, (laughs) like, you know, for better, for worse, <laughs> this is the name that like gets the most attention and whether it, 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 I, it, you know, there was, I think about people like Howard Stern, I think about uh, shows like Married With Children, the people that hated that show or hated Howard Stern paid, listened to him and paid more attention to him than the people that liked, <laughs> liked it. Um, because they just get obsessed mm. with how much they don't like it, and um, and frankly, what we found it, to this day is people who write and say, "Post, wow, I didn't think I would like this show because of the name," and then they'd watch it, and then <laughs> then they're like, "Oh, wait, this is really funny." Um, it's it's interesting because people continually like discover it like I can I can go online and just pull a bunch of people saying wow I didn't know this was going to be funny <laughs> it just, it's really interesting to hear the way that people react to that stuff but um, I'm all for it It's uh, um, we didn't make this for uh, you know a small group of I don't know a small online group approval we, we made this we made it so it would be timeless so you know 10 years from now when police brutality is still around (laughs) you can watch the show and be Mm -hmm. like oh okay this is relevant you know it's uh it's gonna be Mm -hmm. relevant long past woke's due date as far as like whether it's a good word or a bad word um it's still going to, and homelessness is still going to be around 10, 20 years from now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not like the stuff we're arguing about now is wasn't happening 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you know, however many years, you can, it was all, you know, we're, we're still dealing with a lot of the same issues. They're just now with, you know, our current way of life on top of them. One of the the things in that, that, oh, go ahead, Keith.
3: Yeah, just one of the, uh, you make a great point, which is um, I read this article that had um, uh, this survey that was done 50 years ago and then uh, in Harlem and then 50 years before that in Harlem. And they were talking about the same things, which was like, you know, workers' rights, civil rights, um, you know, police uh, be has- hassling them, um, fair wages, like uh, living conditions and stuff. It's just the same thing uh, and nothing has changed. And, and you know, that's one of the issues with people banning the teaching of history because we're we're destined to make the same mistakes over and over if we don't realize that we're just doing the same thing that we've always done. All this stuff, all these, you know, sort of, uh, funded drives to keep real history out of schools and stuff. That's been happening since post civil war, post civil war. A lot of the Southern mothers and wives would go and join school boards and they would say, like you can't teach you know you can't teach that the south was for slavery and everything it was all about they basically forced them to change the history thing the history book so it's about states rights it's not about slavery and uh you know just different things like that and we're doing it again Mm -hmm. now and um Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. destined to do the same thing over and over if we just don't pay attention to history.
2: Yeah, that was the whole, uh, what was it, the the lost cause, I think is how they, the lost cause is I think how they tried to reframe the whole Confederacy, right? Like they were just, they were fighting the good fight and they lost and they just changed the narrative of what was actually happening. And that's why people still think it's okay to fly a Confederate flag because it's it doesn't have the same meaning as it did when it when it did when it was used, you know, way back then. Um yeah, and it's sad. And then but then, you know, on the lighter side of it, and and what one of the things that you're really good at doing is also throwing in some humor in there. And one of the things I saw in the clip of uh of your of, of the teaser for season 2 is People are pitching ideas to to Keith about what he should what he should uh, go after with his you know activism voice so to speak is uh, one of them is daylight savings times which is funny because now that's actually something that's getting passed through the Senate or got passed through the Senate is to keep daylight savings time and I don't know it's like yeah you you, you have that prophetic thing again where you you picked up on something and now here this the show's coming out and and it's it's actually really happening which
3: I, uh, yeah I'll, also in that scene is someone saying uh f the designated hitter man and they just got rid of the designated hitter and in, in the national league in baseball so um all of it that's right something has something has to happen with tree frogs now before the the new season drops because the third person says Keith Knight's
1: a prophet right
3: <laughs> a marginal prophet yes sir um, <laughs> uh, but That's right. e, e, some, someone has to say something about a tree frog <clears throat> and then and then we're good
2: yeah so okay so you're going to be at WonderCon you're gonna be doing uh, a talk and a kind of a pre, uh, what it, a screener uh, for, for season two while you're there. And yeah. then you're doing that, um, April 1st through the third. And then the very next day, uh, Monday, the fourth, you're going to be traveling up the coast to San Francisco and to the cartoon art museum where you, there's currently now an exhibit that I think goes until what, June 20th of a bunch of props from the show, a bunch of your original artwork. And on the fourth Monday, there's a there's a there's another screener there as well, right?
3: Yeah, 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 it's <clears throat> it's going to be exciting. And I, I think uh, Lamorne's going to be with me and Sashir, um, two stars from the show. And then uh, my co-creator, Marshall Todd, is going to be with us too. And um, I'm super excited about it because uh, the Cartoon Art Museum, I was on the board of the Cartoon Art Museum when I lived there years ago. And um, so it's nice to sort of come full circle and, and have this uh, experience. And um, hopefully I'll, I'll see a lot of the folks that, that we used to see at the museum back in the day.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. I, I'm planning to attend I, and I know uh, Uncle Dad is as well. Um, oh, excellent! And and so you'll have some merch there. I understand, right? It's like some, there'll be some. And I've seen them on on a website, on your website. Um, Will we have toast and butter merch available? <laughs> um, I think
3: so. I'm actually going to be talking to uh, the the t shirt guy, my t shirt guy, pretty soon, and so I should have some toast and butter stuff, um, and. Um, but I won't have, I mean, I should do a toast and butter book. (laughs) I should do that, but, um, there'll be some stuff. I'm trying to get a new, I'm trying to get a new book done, uh, before, uh, then too. I don't know if I'll be able to, but, um, we'll see what happens with that. And, you know, the new calendar has toast and butter stuff in it. So, or was it last year's calendar? I can't remember. It's all a big blur to me. But uh, I'm just excited yeah. to be back there, and um, it's kind of like it, it's it's interesting because I'll ha- you know there'll be L.A. people there and there'll be San Francisco people there, and it's almost kind of like you know when that weird feeling when your your high school friends meet your college friends, you know, <laughs> it's just a weird thing to see them together. It's uh, it's gonna feel like that. I think it's gonna be a, a real interesting, fun, fun thing. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, it, it'll kind of be like in the Spider-Man where the different world, the different Spider-Man <laughs> from the different franchises all meet. Right? It's kind of like, whoa, these people aren't supposed to meet from the different points of my life, and now here they are in the same yeah. room. It's it's, it's kind of surreal.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a good way.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of the other things um, before we wrap up, Keith, I think that's really interesting that you do, and you're doing this. Are uh, you've done this black mugshot uh, kind of thing on on your social media where people are taking pictures of themselves holding a black mug, or um, and and I guess you just hashtag black mugshot, and so that that will come up if people. <laughs> people Google black mugshot like what? Well, what is that something that you thought to do or what where did that come from
3: yeah it's it's just and it's it's funny because you you think of this stuff as a cartoonist you you sort of you, you know you come, you come up with these ideas and sometimes it's you come up with ideas that may work better as something else other than a cartoon. And so I was just thinking like, I I just got so sick of seeing black mugshots. If you look at any Google search for news or anything, anything that has to do with black folks, there's always a mugshot coming up. And, um, and a lot of times that doesn't happen with with, with white people like it, it they'll show you know if a, if a guy murders his family they'll show hi, hi, a picture of him with his family all smiling <laughs> like they won't show him in a mug shot mm-hmm. and um and i just was so sick of my kids seeing that so i went down to my local i i went to a local news agency and said you know i'd appreciate it if you didn't just run run mug shots of of black folks I, I, if you if you're going to do that, run other stories too. And he said, Well, if we had more workers, you know, blah, 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 we could run others, you know, if we had um, people helping us. And so I started sending him all these subjects of stories that he could do that weren't mugs, you know, <laughs> that didn't require mugshots. Mm-hmm. And he never followed them up, but uh, I got to give them credit. They stopped. They don't run mugshots um, pretty much anymore like in in other countries there is actually a law that if people aren't convicted you can't run their mugshots they can you can only run mugshots if they're convicted of something and and america does not do that and what happens is mugshots affect you and that you can't get jobs you can't get apartments you can't get credit like if someone does a a, a search for you, and and the first thing that comes up is your mugshot, like that affects you for the rest of your life. So there are actually uh, um, laws pending, but I put together that website, I put together that website, because I I was just like, okay, what if I just took a, a, if I took a picture of myself with a mug, I want to see how long it would take to to break the algorithm and get into onto the page on Google. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to get a bunch of other people to do it too. Um, Black folks can have any mug. Uh, Non-black folks have to have a black mug. Put the hashtag black mugshot. It took, uh, I put, and I bought the, the IRL. I mean, the URL, (laughs) the IRL. I bought the URL and, um, and it took a month and a half For me to get onto Google's front page. And um, Mm. it had it had had to do with everyone posting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But it also took um, like different websites and newspapers doing stories. The Washington Post did a story on it. Um, That that story got uh, got syndicated, so it ran in the Seattle Times. I think it ran in Detroit. It ran in a bunch of places, and that's what really put us over the top. But it's it it was really interesting. It was a a great way to teach my kids about media literacy, but also it's just a, a great way to sort of a, a different way to to do activism to shed light on on this. I don't fully expect you know black mugshots to go away, but but what i do expect is for people to look into it and and go oh okay i i can see why that it's is bad to have people's mugshots splattered all over the place that's the reason why i have the links to to all the different stories on the web on the website but i appreciate you asking about it
2: yeah i just think it's another way that your mind works and it's so great and clever and uh And it's got some humor in it and that's just, and that's where I think it lands, uh, in a way that it might not have landed if there wasn't some kind of ridiculousness behind, (laughs) behind it. And, uh, I, uncle dad and I both will be posting our, uh, black mug shot, uh, this Friday when we, when we air the show. So we'll just keep adding to it, um, adding to the algorithms that are out there
1: absolutely. I can't wait for that.
2: Excellent. Um, Yeah, Keith, so I'm just, just to go over uh, where you're going to be and and wrap this up. Uh, People can purchase tickets to your Saving the World One Cartoon at a Time um, at Collage in San Pedro. Uh, Tickets can go for $20 in person or there's even a live stream for $10. And... Also, April first through the third, you're going to be at WonderCon. You're going to be at a booth, an artist alley. People can come and see you there. And then again, you're going to be in San Francisco on the fourth for the Cartoon Art Museum uh, sneak peek at Woke season two. Yeah, yeah. And the show runs until June June 20th, so people can go and see the art and the and the props and, until then. If you're in a, if you're in the Bay Area. And if after May we now have to call you by Doctor night. So let's not forget that either.
1: I'll never forget that.
2: <laughs> uh, um and then uh, and then also very exciting, uh the season two of Woke is on is uh premieres on April eighth, is that correct?
3: Yes. Yes. On Hulu, yes. Watch it once, watch it twice. Leave when you leave the house. Leave it going so it just turns over.
2: <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that for you. Yeah, you know, smart, smart.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and then we'll, uh, just it,
2: okay. as always,
3: that—that's our way to get a season three is to watch it multiple times, like constantly. And unfortunately, it doesn't just replay when you're finished with the last episode. Like it goes to another thing. That's that's Hulu, but uh, but you know, uh, watch it as much as you can. Go back and watch the first season too, so you, you're refreshing up on everything.
2: Yeah, it's been a couple years. Let's get refreshed, and then and then get right back in, and then uh, and then just just so people know, where can they find you online, Keith? Well, um,
3: I have a Patreon page. If you want to subscribe to the cartoons, um. It's uh, patreon.com slash Keith Knight, like the character in the show. Uh, but also you can check out my, my super old school WordPress site, kchronicles.com. It's so old that now young people say, oh, you have that like real cool retro site. And I say, no, it's still <laughs> the same site. Yes. And, uh, and then I have a yeah. newer site called Keith Knight Art. Dot com. And you can buy like all my stuff from there and uh, stay up to date on what's happening there too.
2: Sweet, mama Well, thanks again for taking the time uh, while you have kids running up and down the stairs when they should be baking <laughs> to come and uh, talk to us and wish you nothing but continued success. And I will see you on April 4th.
1: Yes, sir. We'll see you
3: then. Excellent. Thanks a lot, guys.
2: All right. Thanks, Keith.